Blog Talk Radio. Greetings and good evening. Welcome to tonight's edition of the Psychic Inside Show. My name is Joelle and I am the Vibrarian. I am on a mission to elevate, enlighten, and empower. And I am always about trying to talk with people the ways that they are elevating, enlightening, and empowering themselves. And this show is one of the ways that I get to do that. I'm here on the Vibrary Radio Network on Blog Talk Radio on Tuesday evenings. And it, let me tell you, it is quite an adventure because I'm having the most interesting conversations from people of all ages and walks of life who are talking about their journey discovering their psychic gifts and abilities. Now, I believe that everyone is psychic. You just may not recognize it or want to accept it if you do recognize it. And my goal is that by having people on to share their stories, that someone will hear something that maybe sounds familiar or resonates with something that they might have experienced or gone through, and that that will assist them as they come into accepting and receiving their own psychic gifts and abilities, too. So I'm here on Blog Talk Radio on the Vibrary Radio Network, and these shows are always available through your podcast directories like iTunes and Stitcher. And then the replay of tonight's episode will be on the Vibrary YouTube channel. Now, the librarian, the librarian, yes, I'm a librarian, and yes, the library is kind of like a library in that it is a repository of high vibrational information. And all of these interviews are available for you to listen to then at your own time and leisure. If you're calling in, of course, uh, our number is 646-787-8436. And if you are listening on the line tonight, please just uh, press pound one when you want to come on the air. If you have a question about the information that's being shared as my guest this evening talks about her life, then let me know. And if you're on the line to receive a reading, that will be the last segment of the show, and I'll make sure that we do get you on the air for that portion. So as I said, you know, uh, that we're in a new day and age. And at one point in time, maybe 20, 30 years ago, I guess when I was in high school, I'm telling on my age, you know, uh, psychics were few and far between. And you might have heard of Sylvia Brown in popular TV. I think she was on the talk show circuit. And, you know, before that, it was Edward Casey and all of his, you know, uh, premonitions and journals and future forecasts and things like that. But nowadays, things are a lot different. You can these shows on on cable, on YouTube, and the industry of people who are reaching out for psychic and psychic-related services is huge in terms of a new and burgeoning market for metaphysical products and services. And along with this demand, it is because people are waking up. And my guest this evening is a young lady, and I say young because I love seeing youthful people stepping very strongly into metaphysical and psychic services at a young age. Um, They are not having to wait like some of us did until we reach mid to late life to kind of step into 
into that. And so my guest this evening, I'm very excited to talk with her about what it has been like to emerge into a world that does have a psychic services economy. Now, my guest this evening, as I mentioned, is younger than myself, and she is here in the Atlanta area. Now, I met um, this young lady a few weeks ago at a local psychic fair that was being hosted by a gentleman by the name of XL, and I went over there because I wanted to meet up with another psychic who I had just interviewed on my show, and her name was Misty Oaks, and Oaks Paxton. So I went over there to see Misty, and I wound up meeting a whole group of beautiful people, and I love how that is aligned. And one of the individuals who I met right away is uh, Leah, the Sun Star. And Leah is beautiful. She's a gorgeous soul. And um, I'm very excited this evening to bring her on to the show. So, um, you know, without any further ado here, I've been having a few technical difficulties here in the background, but without any further ado, Leah, the Sun Star, welcome to the Psychic Inside Show. Thank you so, so, so very much. (laughs) <laughs> I was there was a lengthy introduction. I was clicking buttons, and the computer wasn't bringing you over into the live line. So <laughs> thank you for your patience with that. But Leah, I was so excited to meet the new group of people who uh, were over at uh, uh, Mixed Deity at the Grand Park Manor with XL and his psychic fair, and you were just smiling from ear to ear. Immediately gave <laughs> me your card. So I'm very excited to connect with you and. I have to be honest, I don't know anything about you other than your friendly and your energy was great and you were doing psychic readings. So please share with me, like, what kind of psychic gifts are you using in the now moment? So I'm actually an empath from birth, um, and I didn't realize that until I had my spiritual awakening. I knew I had, like, abilities, but I didn't fully tap into it. So I'm an empath, number one, and as an empath, I have fully tapped into my gifts of clairvoyance, claircognizance, clairsentience, um, and I'm a medium. Now, I've all, and I've always been a medium. Um, I'm like a third-generation medium and, oh, okay. um, and also an herbalist. So during my particular reading, um, I do use tarot cards, um, but I don't necessarily need them. And I also am an astrologer. And I started mm-hmm. studying astrology when I was six. <laughs> so I use all oh, of wow. these things during my readings. Yes, my mother gave me my first astrology book when I was six. Oh, that's amazing. So everybody else is reading about fire trucks and uh going to the moon and you're reading about what the moon means when it comes into your life. <laughs> yes. That's very oh, cool. Yeah. You say you're a generational. So this is something conversation is common for a, a six-year-old and her mother to be talking about planets and sun signs. And so is this like uh, your grandmother or other people in your family? How how did that come out to uh is it just your reality in your family group? My 
so my family's from the country, like from the country, and then I have like Caribbean roots. So it is just, um, it's just passed down, like, you know, just like how superstitions mm-hmm. would be in a family. Um, and it was interesting because my dad was like super intellectual and my mom was like super just spiritual and like a homemaker, right? So I'm getting both ends mm-hmm. of the spectrums growing up. So I'm getting like encyclopedias mm-hmm. from my dad. Like you read mm-hmm. about love and the different types of love and you need to know what Eros is and what agape love is. And mm-hmm. I mean, literally my dad gave me, a 2,000-page book on dating that I had to read before he allowed me to start <laughs> dating, which was hilarious, right? And then on the other end of the spectrum, I don't, you know, I never asked my mom who taught her this stuff. I just assumed it was in her upbringing because she she actually used to read tarot cards using playing cards. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And okay. she knew how to do that and she never taught it to me um but yeah that's how she would would do hers but she did like pass down the astrology stuff and just learning about the planets and learning about the astrological science to me absolutely like when I was younger and I just I got a little bit of both from my parents so I got like uh, I I can't even call it it's spirituality to me but it, it was just ingrained in me I, I I just don't know and then both of my parents were gardeners too so they mm. grew their own fruits vegetables herbs and stuff and that's how I got into learning about herbs and herbs healing healing from herbs you, you know that's so interesting that you mentioned that because you know knowing how to grow living things, be they vegetable mm-hmm. or herb or a uh, person, right? But but uh, that it's almost like a lost uh, craft or art or skill to know how to grow things. Like I, I'm ashamed to say I'm from Kansas, from a farming family background. <laughs> My parents always have a garden. I don't know how to keep a house plant alive, let alone grow something like a tomato or, you know what I'm saying? I know how to look it up or Google it, but I don't know how to actually do it. So the fact that you inherited this uh, environment where you did pick it up, you didn't abandon the knowledge that was within your parents' uh, life with you, I think that's very unusual especially as the years get younger and younger from like my, my nearly 50 perspective, you know, um, (laughs) these newfangled young 18, 17, 16 year olds. I don't know that they are sitting at their mother or grandparents knee learning, uh, which herb might take a sting out of a mosquito bite or what's good to soothe Mm -hmm. the stomach and things like that. And that's the kind of healing that you're talking about in, um, Mm -hmm. in terms of, uh, flora and fauna, which I think I read that mm-hmm. in your bio. So mm-hmm. when you're using your psychic ability with your knowledge of herbs, how does mm-hmm. how do the two intersect? Oh wow, they often do because first and foremost, 
um, when someone is seeking spiritual guidance. So the way my planets are set up, you know, I, I kind of got that from Kevin Hart. You know, he used to be like, <laughs> the, way right, my, the way my bank account, account is set up. up. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> the, the way my planets are set up, who, who one of my mentors, um, Rafiki, she's a she's um she's an astrologer, but she teaches Eastern astrology, which is Ethereal astrology. She always says that, so I got that from her. Is like the way my planets are set up. I am like predestined as a healer, number one. Um, and and mm-hmm. so I've gotten I I've learned how to incorporate everything um from my life experiences. So from my education in school and then carrying that over to now. So me using the skills that I have as an herbalist to help my clients. So I like to, you know, clients sometimes come to you for reading. So I actually offer (laughs) consultations and not just deviation readings. And the (laughs) difference for me is with the consultation, I'm talking to a person to see where they are because mm-hmm. they may not necessarily need a reading. They may need a cord cutting bath, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is going to have herbs in it and bath salts or activated charcoal or whatever they need, you know, and this, that's me tuning into them to figure out, to, to intuitively figure out, what they need in that in that consultation. So it could be a tea, it could be a chakra tea, which these are things that I blend um, mm-hmm. from herbs. Um, and so that's a part of my readings. I like to tune in, and sometimes the client is asking, and sometimes the client is not asking, but I'll still feel or I'll sense, you know hey, Mm -hmm. um, this person is not necessarily struggling, but they may, they, I'm, I'm sensing a wound that, you know, is is hurting their self-esteem. They're having some self-esteem difficulties right now. And I know from energy points on the body, from the chakra system, that that would be their solar plexus chakra most likely is Mm -hmm. unbalanced, you know? So mm-hmm. being able to say, hey, this crystal, this herb um, would definitely be helpful for you, you know, during this time to give you that boost of self-esteem that you need. Um, so because when I look at herbs, I don't just look at them from the standpoint of what's their chemical makeup <laughs> and where do they mm-hmm. grow the best um, in what temperature. Mm-hmm. I'm right. looking at mm-hmm. their medical properties or medicinal properties. I'm also looking at their spiritual properties. Mm-hmm. This seems so interesting. I mean, uh, as an outsider, say, looking in, I don't necessarily have a body of knowledge. Like if my guides were talking to me or showing me something, they would likely show me something that's based on a book that I read, right, because I'm a librarian, Uh right? So it's going to be the information that I've ingested. But your your data bank contains herb knowledge and a a whole catalog of information then that (laughs) the spirit can use that's in your tool belt, I, I guess you would say, to be able to deliver the assistance needed. And that's like pretty cool, you know, to be able to have a kind of customized 
inventory of things based on what you've spent your kind of like life and environment being exposed to and enjoying doing. Uh, so, you know, that's pretty cool <laughs> to see. Um, and are you finding that with the way that people are opening up to uh, homeopathic and naturopathic solutions that your has increased or your clientele has increased from people seeking out remedies in that arena? I I think so. And I also feel like now, now look, let me back up. Let me just back up a little bit. Right. So going back real quick to the, to the parent thing and growing up with my parents. So just, mm-hmm. just so, just so I'm clear, my parents, yes, they could grow gardens and all this other stuff. I don't have time for all that. Right. Okay. <laughs> As Tamar was saying, mm-hmm. ain't nobody got time for that. But <laughs> I do, <laughs> I do light. I, I, I use light and water. So my, I guess you could, it's not a niche. It's, we're all different. And I just learned this not too long ago. I used to could not get plants to grow in soil. And I don't, so I stopped trying because plants for me grow in water. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. So my element, my element is really water. It's not earth. Um, I do have a lot of earth and water and fire, interesting enough, in my astrological birth chart. But my element is water. When I feel most safe, it's around water, like the ocean or the river or something. Like my goal, um, the next property that I purchase, I definitely want it to be either near a beach, a lake, or a river. Like So now for me, I have a lot of house plants, right? But the plants are sitting Mm -hmm. in water and they are thriving Mm. in water. Um, It's for, yeah, right? I I mean, it just starts to make sense to me because for some reason, whenever my mother would give me a potted plant, um, it would never stay alive. And I was just like, really? Mm. But I could put a piece of plant in water and it'll take root, and it'll thrive, and it'll grow and grow and grow. And mm. I just said, okay, so why am I putting these plants in soil? I don't have to. So I just started my own plant ledge, as I call it, and I love on them, and I talk to them, and they just grow and grow and grow, but they're growing in water, and I've never, like, planted them at all. And I've had one plant for 12 years just sitting in water. Um, mm. that my that my grandmother gave me, right? But as far as my other mm-hmm. herbs, I do use a lot of natural herbs, but I do use a lot of dry herbs. And so I have a whole apothecary of mm-hmm. shelves and shelves and shelves of different herbs and different salts and different things that I use to make um, mm-hmm. herbal teas, um, ritual baths, Mm-hmm. Salt baths, um, intention oils, bath scrubs at the moment. Um, I do dress candles, but I don't make them, and I don't make soaps at the moment. I just, uh, I don't have a, what do you say? Like, like for you, your your skill set, you're a librarian, so that's how you get messages. And that's what makes us all unique, right, as readers, because mm-hmm. um, of our mm-hmm. gifts. Not one, no one of us is the same, you know, and we all like, like, I'm not a palm reader, but one of my mentors is a palm reader. 
and I love mm-hmm. her to death. And when, mm-hmm. I don't want to learn how to read palms, but <laughs> she's still my mentor. You know, she's still, um, right. after I had my spiritual awakening, she was the one who was like, you do realize that you're an empath, right, and what that means, and you need to read up on it and really <laughs> walk into the fullness of your abilities, Leah. And that happened to me in 2015. Yeah. Okay. Is your mentor here local, if I can ask? She is. She she really is, and she um she was actually trained by a very famous palm reader um, who is retired now. Um, a television famous palm reader that's retired now. Um, but yeah, she is, she is local. Um, and it, it, to the point now where it's like, um, she does do tarot readings too, but her skill, her skill, skill is palm reading. So, um, she will allow me to give her a reading. She'll give me a reading, you know, she's still my mentor in that she still keeps me, what's the word in line spiritually or in check, like, Hey, like, what are you doing? Um, yeah. <laughs> why are you not doing this and you should be doing this? Yes. Well, you know, I, I know a hand, very small handful, pardon the pun, <laughs> of palm readers. <laughs> you know, in Atlanta, that's one of those, that's one of those things like uh, gardening and herb craft, right? That um, there are certain um ways that are considered kind of old-fashioned like now oracle cards are all the divination so everybody can use oracle cards people are buying them flying off the shelves but like people who use pendulums or mm-hmm. uh you know palm palmistry especially palmistry it's mm-hmm. like um are dwindling <laughs> you know uh it used to be you'd see palm readers if you saw a psychic that was what you would see a palm reader you know 30 mm-hmm. 40 years ago but uh you know i think that that's very interesting that um you know the intersection of what is old being current again you know and yeah. uh if a person were to say you know but what i feel doesn't make sense everybody knows you plant tomatoes in the ground <laughs> but you did not stop at that you know what i'm saying you said something in me is telling me to put these plants in water and I think that's mm-hmm. very important for people to realize that don't doubt your inherent kind of feelings towards something. If you feel like you should put hands on something to make it feel better, yeah. if you feel like you should whip up a batch of your special whatever it is, if you feel like you should crush up some herbs and brew a tea, or grow a plant in a pot of water instead of dirt, do that, you know. Yes. And and like I said, you're very young to have, like, come into such a strong kind of knowledge of your own gifts and abilities. Do you think that your home environment was a key factor of your being able to move quickly into acceptance of your gifts? You are yes. so sweet. I'm over here cheesing from ear to ear. First of all, you called me young. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're younger than me. <laughs> yes, I am a millennial, well, you but look I'm not really a millennial. millennial. <laughs> well, thank you. Uh, fairies don't age. <laughs> like <Hey. normal> 
right? Ascension we, is good for the skin. Backwards. What can I say? <laughs> Benjamin Button disease. <laughs> okay. A lot of light workers get that, you know. I think we uh, regress once we lighten up our energy a little bit. (laughs) I think so, too. Honestly, I look at some of my pictures, and, and like, from when I was younger, and I think, gosh, I look better and feel better now than I did then when Mm -hmm. I was, you know, in that (laughs) three-dimensional lifestyle. Right. Okay, okay, let me focus, let me focus. Okay, what was your question? <laughs> About, you know, like, was your fam? Would, did, I guess more importantly, did you have any early challenges that made you struggle with your gifts or suppress mm-hmm. them? Or were you pretty much fully supported and able to just kind of grow freely into yourself without any friction? No, religion did stunt my growth a little bit. Organized religion definitely stunted my growth a little bit. And it made me um, put God in a box for a little while. Um, So when I was growing up, I didn't, I didn't grow up in one of those uh, homes where you got to go to church every Sunday and then you got to go to children's church and then you got to go to a vocation Bible school in the summertime Mm -hmm. I mean, I did that stuff, but it wasn't on a consistent basis. And I did, um, when I was 13 or 14, I did go ahead and get baptized in a a Baptist Mm -hmm. church because my parents um, at one point became Baptist. Or they, I would say they became Baptist. They went back to their roots of of that from their childhood, right? Mm -hmm. And so I had to go along for the ride. And Mm -hmm. when I... (laughs) When I, I think when I got to undergrad, college, um, Mm -hmm. I kind of got into the apostolic Mm -hmm. religion or, you know, church, and I made a lot of life decisions based off of that, that I probably would not have made, but I felt so pressured um, by all of the rules that came along with that to the point where it was Mm -hmm. like I made decisions in my personal life that it wasn't detrimental, thank goodness, but I went through a lot of guilt and shame and, and all these things back then that I probably would not have experienced if that wasn't brought into my in in into my life at that point. But I guess um I had to wake up, like, you know, I people say stay woke. I had to mm-hmm. go through a spiritual awakening. Um, but before my spiritual awakening I experienced what a lot of people experience, which is called church hurt. Mm. Church hurt. I hadn't heard that before. Making a note, church hurt. Okay. All right. So tell us what church hurt is. Make sure I'm on the right definition here. Church hurt is when, for example, you know, if you you if you've been in any type of Christian faith based on a regular basis, it's like you know people saying to you, you shouldn't cohabitate or you shouldn't have sex before marriage. 
So say you don't have sex before marriage, right, and you just get married, and then your marriage doesn't work out. It's like, okay, well, I did what I was supposed to do. Why didn't my marriage work out, you know? Um, And I'm like, okay, the preacher was preaching, don't do this, and I didn't do it, you know, because I was afraid I was going to go to hell if I died, and Mm-hmm. I, my marriage still didn't work out, you know, or um, I spent many years in church um, between, I would say, 2007 to 2000 and um, probably like 2016, I was like still, Mm -hmm. I I was having my spiritual awakening from about, I started having my, I always was spiritual, right? And I always had these, uh, I was always drawn towards the mystic or the occult or, you know, just different stuff that's not particularly what people would call, um, I ain't going to say normal, but I've just always been me and I was just suppressing different stuff based off of what I was going through at that point in my life. So I was uh, attending a uh, non-denominational Christian faith-based church for a really long time. And I loved that church so much. And I did a lot of work in the church as far as like using my spiritual gifts, um, Mm -hmm. which my natural spiritual gift as a healer is not just helping people physically. It's like mental health as well, because I went to school uh, to get my master's degree in social work. So Mm -hmm. from there, I started doing counseling, lay counseling in the church that I was attending. And I helped many a couples. I helped many a little children. And I still have people contacting me to this day like, oh, my gosh, you were so wonderful with my child. And now my other child's acting up. Can you at least have one session with her? I mean, that's really my gift gift, right, as a, as a, as a mm-hmm. counselor um, to work with children, couples, and families. And I did a lot of that for many years. But what made me pull back was um, – I was actually going through a horrible situation in a marriage um, and nobody in the church helped me. When I say nobody Mm. in the church helped me, um, Mm. it, I was, you know, I pretty much had somebody say, okay, well the type of issue you're having in your marriage is like, we ain't going through that baby. So Mm. almost like you on your own with that. Mm-hmm. And then after that happened, and of course that marriage ended up in divorce because all these church people that were supposed to be helping, I feel like helping us as a couple, were not turning their back, but yeah, kind of sort of turning their back to a certain extent or acting like they didn't go through this type of stuff in their household, so they didn't know how to help us. And after Mm -hmm. I went through that, because, you know, I always tell people a cardiologist cannot operate on his own heart. So no matter how skilled I am as a therapist and as a counselor, you can't, you need outside help. You know what I'm saying? Like in your own situation, you can't, you can't, you can give people as much advice as you want, you know, and you can live by your own advice. But when you're in a marriage, it's both people. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. Your partner may not want to listen to you. 
So mm-hmm. then you go to seek outside help, and when you don't get it from the people who you've been helping, it's like, really? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then the straw that broke the camel's back for me, I still stayed. You know, I still stayed even after my divorce was over. But the straw that broke the camel, because I love helping people, and I loved helping the couples, and uh, I actually helped write the whole premarital curriculum at this mm-hmm. particular church. Um, Mm -hmm. and after I did all that hard work for years, like six, seven years, right? Um, plus six, seven plus years, um, when my dad transitioned in Mm -hmm. 2016, I had done work in the counseling ministry. I had done work on the bereavement ministry, and do you know not Nobody sent me a card, flowers, or nothing when my dad transitioned. So after that, I was like, nope, I'm done with this place, and Mm -hmm. I'm done with so-called organized religion. At that point, I was like, I'm Mm -hmm. done. I'm not putting God in the box. I love God. I have a personal relationship with him myself. I know that he uses me and works through me and and any of the archangels, any of the angels, any of of the guardian angels, any of the spirit guides, any of the fairies, any of the ancestors that I can reach out to that will talk to me and I can talk to on the behalf of other people. I just, I have these gifts. I don't need anybody to tell me I have these gifts. I don't need to belong in a community of people that are in it for themselves and don't really, really, truly care about me or know me. Um, And so I just was like, yeah, so that's church hurt. That's what church hurt Mm -hmm. is. And some people have Mm -hmm. gone through way worse than that. Um, Mm -hmm. But that would be considered a level of it. For sure. For sure, when you were uh, in serving in capacity, it's interesting. Well, trying to frame this because in your three D, as we call the regular everyday world, you are in a counseling profession. In the five D, mm-hmm. when you're providing guidance, then it's through a connection with spirit that is absolutely. It's very different, but cousins, you know, um, because there are guidelines that as a social worker and a person that, you know, uh, based on your professional standards, when you're in that mm-hmm. capacity, you have to follow that, right? And then when yeah. you're uh, – doing your counseling on from a more spiritual side, then there's not as many. There's, of course, still guidelines. We still use ethics and things like that. But, again, (laughs) you're not threatened with losing your licensure uh, Mm -hmm. for giving someone guidance that you might not have been able to say to them in the context of a traditional 
therapy. And, of course, church is even different because many people are licensed as, like, lay counselors and their mm-hmm. or pastoral counseling as a field mm-hmm. and things of that nature that takes into account that we're dealing with kind of softer issues in terms of beliefs and and values and morals rather than mm-hmm. your typical uh, personality type challenges. So, mm-hmm. but the church itself, was it known that you were using like the gifts of the spirit or your, your kind of psychic gifts as you were doing your service for the church? Or was it seen more as you as the social worker were doing this for the church? At that point in time, I was working towards my licensure as well and using my hours of lay counseling and my certification as a lay counselor also towards Mm -hmm. my licensure. Now, I never took that test for my LCSW because at one point I kind (laughs) of realized that I don't want to be held to those standards. Again, I don't want to be put Mm -hmm. in a box. I don't want somebody telling Mm -hmm. me, You know, if I tell somebody that their divine masculine energy is way too strong and they need to start balancing (laughs) their divine feminine and divine masculine, I don't want somebody saying, I'm going to a licensure board on you. Ain't nobody got time for that. So when I was at the church, (laughs) when I was at the church, to be honest with you, and this was another thing that bothered me, bothered me about that situation. It was, it, whew. I did have people to come to see me or that I got assigned to that needed a social worker, right? A flat out social worker. Like they needed mm-hmm. medication management. Like they needed mm-hmm. to be, you know, they needed somebody mm-hmm. saying, did you take your medicine this week? Mm-hmm. You know, um, I, matter of fact, one of my first cases, like they literally gave this person to me because they were like, oh, she needs you. You know, she needs somebody with professional background in this uh, that knows the different behaviors and knows what the DSM-4 is going to say. And, mm-hmm. you know, and, and so I got those people. And then I got the people where, of course, I wasn't using any, like, tarot cards or anything like that. But to be honest right. with you, one of my gifts from birth, and even in my personality I guess you could say like a formal personality test. Uh, mm-hmm. I have the same personality type of like Michelle, um, not Michelle, uh, Barack Obama and Oprah Winfrey. And mm-hmm. I, well, I am like an oracle. I'm like an oracle. Like that's what I consider myself, a spiritual mm-hmm. oracle. So, so mm-hmm. I don't know. Sometimes I know the wisdom and the knowledge in me comes from spirits <laughs> that are speaking through me that I'm channeling mm-hmm. sometimes. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, like most of, most of the guidance, because I found myself saying stuff to people, you know, and I was j- younger than I am now, <laughs> way younger back then than I am now. I, I mean, I was able to watch stuff, absorb knowledge listen to stuff, absorb knowledge, and just keep it in, like you would say, in my library, in my mind. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. when it was time for me to use this, spirit would be like, yeah, you remember when you saw this and you read this? Mm 
This is what that person needs. So give it to them. So mm-hmm. that's really mm-hmm. literally how it was. And like I said, in the church, they like to mask stuff. So they like to pretend mm-hmm. sometimes that stuff isn't really happening. Like, oh, is he really hitting his wife? Or is, you know what I'm saying? Is this person really in an abusive situation? That's what I learned in churches that they, people will deny, people will hide. And stuff is really going on. Like, people are really hurting and going through stuff, but people want to put on a facade. Um, but the mm-hmm. but the choir director sleeping with somebody's wife right now. And mm-hmm. you want to act like didn't nothing happen. It's, it's mm-hmm. I, I saw a lot. Like, I saw a lot. And I think one of the tipping points for me as well, like I said, when I did the whole divorce thing and me and my ex going through that, Outside of that, it was the church's belief towards counselors. So there was one lady, you know, Joelle. She was, um, she was, she was a licensed master social worker, and she was working on her clinical license, I believe, or she was a licensed, she was a provisionally licensed counselor, um, and she was working on her her L. Uh, LPC or, or whatever they call it for counselors. And she she was an LAPC, I think, and she was working on her LPC. I think that is what it's called. But either way, she her background was in counseling couples, like doing couples counseling and stuff. And this particular mm-hmm. church basically said, oh, she's never been married, or she's she's not married, and she's never been married, so she can't counsel married couples. Why? Mm-hmm. She went to school for it. Was mm-hmm. Jesus married? Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I snapped. Like, I snapped. I popped off. Like, I really did. I popped <laughs> off. I was like, Paul, who gave the whole sermon in the Church of Corinth, was he married? Mm-hmm. Was Jesus who y'all call Jesus, but he was Hebrew and his name is Joshua. Um, but y'all call him by a Greek name and he was not Greek. Uh, was he mm-hmm. married? So you mean mm-hmm. to tell me just because a person isn't married, never been married, they don't have wisdom or knowledge or skills to help other people? That's a lie from the pits of hell and the truth ain't in you. And I don't know what Bible you reading, but you got it messed up. You need to go back and rethink your position on that. Um, And I promise you, when I went through my divorce, I went to the pastor and was like, so now that I'm divorced, does that mean I can't counsel married couples no more? Because I just want to be clear. Oh, 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 no, mm-hmm. no, no, I, I, I didn't say that about you, you know, blah, blah, because I was actually, I mean, I was literally counseling people, giving them, you know, signing off on their paperwork so they can get a discount on their marriage license for completing, you know, the full curriculum mm-hmm. of marriage counseling counselors, you know what I'm saying? And but mm-hmm. the, the, just the, I don't know what it's called, patriarchy, I don't know what's the word for it, wounded toxic well, masculinity. I don't know what it was called, but it was it was very chauvinistic. Call, it was I, very stupid. Well, I would say the term I use frequently is the institutionalized. Lots of things can become institutionalized, like when 
the church became an institution and there were certain things that are structural, that are solid, that are boxy and limiting that held up the structure, you know, of this this thing. Um, marriage itself is an institution. You know, I keep I'm thinking of the hierophant card in the uh, in the tarot. So belief mm-hmm. systems can become so ingrained in our psyche that it defies logic when they still operate in our lives. And so what you're describing to me is a point when the in, the infrastructure, the institution that was being shown to you didn't fit with logic and reason in a way that you finally were like, you know, no, I I can't fit in this structure. I'm not going to allow myself to become institutionalized to believe something that does not feel right to me, Mm -hmm. that feels devaluing to me, you know, and that's one of the things that people go through in a spiritual awakening or a shift in their lives is that there's something inside of you that feels very normal and natural that, or that feels mm-hmm. very unnatural and uncomfortable, like a bad marriage or a bad relationship or, you know, something inside of you that is at odds with what you're experiencing either way, right? You should mm-hmm. never set aside that inner guidance for mm-hmm. an institution or a belief system or anything external to you. And I think that's what's driven many people away from the institutions of marriage and church because it says, well, you know mm-hmm. what, I want to be spiritual, but if that means I have to subscribe to something that doesn't make sense to me, or I, I can't do my full job because you say I'm not married, <laughs> or I can't do such right. because I'm divorced now, right? Or I can't do such because mm-hmm. I'm a female, or because I'm too mm-hmm. young, or I could only do, you know, all those things are driving mm-hmm. people into the more individual free, as you said, you are just free to allow yourself to become whatever it is without labels, without uh, Mm -hmm. boxes, without strict lines or boundaries and fences. I think that's what is spurring the awakening that is bringing more people to seek people like yourself for remedies and solutions and for conversations that help them move more fully into being at ease with all that they have Mm -hmm. going on inside of them. You know, Um, I think it's very interesting because we also heal others from our own experiences, not by necessarily turning around and then fixing them, but merely by giving them an opportunity to observe our journey. So for you to have gone so deeply into the church structure, Mm -hmm. to have gone so deeply into your, even with your own marriage experience, Mm -hmm very much being exposed to things that I'm sure were now more valuable to you because of the people who were seeking you out. Because I suspect Mm -hmm. they probably have very similar things that you've now kind of gone through yourself that you are helping them from your own personal experience. Absolutely. 
the t- it's so interesting because we really just are like gumbo, right? <laughs> we pick up pieces of right. the recipe at everything. So you've got like degrees, and then you've got uh, experience in a church environment. Um, you've got your upbringing and your family nurturing, and all of them are intersecting in this mm-hmm. now moment where you are doing services. You're, you do counseling, you do readings, mm-hmm. you do uh, flora and fauna and naturopathic things and apothecary things. Do you have something new that you're percolating on that's like an area where you're now expanding uh, to add to your considerable arsenal? I am currently working on um getting deeper into I would say I'm 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 still not doing the organized religion thing, right? I'm still I still can't do that. <laughs> but I I've, I've really been um studying African traditional religions lately. Um mm-hmm. and looking into things like Santeria and um Ifa and Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that I'm going that path, but I have been looking into more occult things and then more of the African traditional religions lately. I feel like mm-hmm. I already have so much knowledge, as you said. Sometimes I feel like I'm talking and it's um, it's like, gosh, you really do do a lot. Like, you really do do mm-hmm. a lot <laughs> on top of one thing that my mom did pass down to me that has nothing to do with spirituality is food. Like, I love to cook and I love to bake. Um, mm. mm-hmm. So I've, um, I think when I started, fully started realizing my spiritual path as in being an empath. So a lot of empaths, and I don't know if you know this, typically have stomach issues. Like, um, because we're always picking up other people's energy, and if we don't protect our energy properly, if we don't protect our bodies properly, we could be touching people and picking up their ailments or we'll have anxiety and stuff like that. So um, once I started fully coming into my gifts, I really started protecting myself and protecting my energy, learning more about crystals. But I suffered with irritable bowel syndrome and for years until I got, until I came into the full knowledge of who I was. And now, you know, I don't have no stomach issues, but for years mm. I suffered until I was maybe 33. And then I mm-hmm. came across the um, blood type diet and I, you know, mm-hmm. I got really heavy into crystals. So I think, you know, honestly, Joel, now I just need to, first of all, get my blog talk stuff back together. Um, um, but also, I really, and in, in my, my guides have really been on me about, you know, putting my, like, fully putting myself out there. Because I'm such a, uh, what's the word for it? Uh, so, okay, in Western astrology, I'm a Leo. My sun sign is, is a Leo. And on some level, I'm truly a Leo. But really, really, really at my core in sidereal astrology, I'm a Cancer. So 
So let me just say, mm-hmm. I don't always like being in out. Like I don't always like mm-hmm. being in the public mm-hmm. eye. So I struggle mm-hmm. with, I do need to do more videos. I do need to put out more messages from spirit that I'm receiving for just for, for the whole spiritual community and our tribe. But I struggle with being camera shy, to be honest with you. So what I'm really mm-hmm. working on now is not being camera shy and getting to the point where mm-hmm. I'm actually talking more. So you asking me to be on this show was like, whew, Lord, yes, <laughs> it's, a, it's a foothold spirit, but I don't know if I'm ready. <laughs> Am I ready? Because I'm doing all these things, but it's really word of mouth. It's if you follow me on social media, you'll see something. If you're if you come to the Little Five Points Community Center and I'm speaking, you'll see me. You know, but I really need to get more content out and just be myself and share myself with other people. And I, you know, I well, hold myself back sometimes. Hold on one second now, because I've been looking at your social media, and I'm mm-hmm. seeing you at Little Five Points Community Center for a crystal singing bowl session, for a meditation session. I've seen you at the psychic fair. I know you're getting ready to do, I mean, even trying to get you on the calendar and trying to make sure that you'll be available at the end of April for my next elevation station. It's like I have to get on your schedule so I can see where you're like, where can I fit more things in? Because you're very active. And I actually uh, wanted to talk with you a little bit about the group that you're affiliated with. Um, I will give you a little backstory. A couple years ago, I met a gentleman up at Gloria Parker's big psychic fair. A lot of psychics come through there uh, as you're just beginning and growing. It's a great place to get your start. And the young gentleman uh, invited myself. I was at that time. I wasn't reading. I was just a patron, and he did a reading mm-hmm. for me and invited me to come to the. I think it was like Raise Your Vibrations Atlanta group. Mm-hmm. If I'm getting it wrong, you'll correct me in a second. And it was down at Little Five Points Community Center. So I went down, and there was like a group of about 30 people meeting, and it was like <laughs> a, a week night, and there was a bit of like psychic development, and we all practiced with each other. There was a little mini lesson, and it was really cool. And I, I mean, the meetup group itself had like several hundred, if not more, thousand members of this mm-hmm. meetup group. And I was like, who are these people? So I wound up going away and came back and over the years never thought anything of it until I'm talking with you and you're like, oh, well, yeah, I'm the executive so-and-so. I was like, oh, wait. Okay, nothing is accidental. So tell me a little bit about the nonprofit that you're working with and the whole Raise Your Vibrations, um, I guess, movement or (laughs) whatever, group. (laughs) Um, so back in 2015, um, back in 2015, I was working on my second master's degree and, um, I was single at the time and, you know, I was like, yeah, let me join a bunch of meetups. So I joined all these meetups, right. And I had no time to go to any of them because I was in grad school (laughs) and I was in an accelerated program, right. So it, I just, it was like January. You know how people, when the new year comes in, you're like, oh, yeah, new year. Let me sign up for all this stuff. 
So <laughs> I had did a vision board, um, and I had that's when I really got heavy in the vision board, just like 2014 coming into 2015. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I graduated. Um, I graduated August the first. My birthday was August the third. I was sick at the mm. time. Um, I was struggling with some stomach issues at the time with some mm. fibroids and stuff, those kind of issues. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I wasn't fully able to celebrate my graduating this program with my second master's degree. So I decided once I got well, I was going to take a trip down to Panama City Beach by myself. And, and let me tell you something. I was an adult. And I had never taken a vacation by myself. And mm-hmm. I didn't realize that. And some would say, hey, Leah, that might not be safe for a young woman that's, you know, such as yourself to be going to Panama City by yourself. But I did. And I got me a little, I found me a little Airbnb close to the beach. And close enough for me to walk to the beach every day and sit out there and fully be engaged with the water and that is when I had my ultimate spiritual awakening in the middle of the ocean on that trip when I went by mm-hmm. myself. And mm-hmm. um, it was amazing. It was, it was just amazing that year. And so after all that happened, it was the beginning of the fall equinox. That's when I first mm-hmm. came to the Raise Your Vibration meetup. <laughs> and mm-hmm. what I found out when I got there was that it had been started by um, a young man by the name of Mr. Adam Melvin, and it had originated in 2012, and he kind of stopped for a little while, and then he came back um, um, into doing it. And so when I came back, uh, when I started coming in the fall of, of 2015, um, I, it was the same as you. I, I finally, I had added them on Meetup like nine months before that, and I was just mm-hmm. getting a chance to come to one of the events. And mm-hmm. the first night there, I was a little scared. There was a group of people in there that scared me. Their energy scared me, and I could see spirits with them. And after that, I was like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to come back here no more. But mm. it was, but you know what? My guys were like, nope, this is where you're supposed to be. And you need to, you know, learn as much as you can and mm-hmm. put yourself out there as much as you can. So that was it. Um, and then mm-hmm. in February of 2016, about nine of us got together um, that, you know, were coming, you know, including Adam Melvin, who started it. Nine of us got to, uh, well, you know, nine of us got together, including him. And we did the paperwork and started a board, and you know, uh, it it became a five hundred one five hundred one three C nonprofit now known as the Enlightened Collective. And one of our founding members um, actually came up with that name. He had already started something with that name, and he kind of gifted it to us, I would say. Um, and his name is Orion. Um, and so we. That's how it came, you know, that's how and we, we became a full 5013C nonprofit uh, during 2016, and we've just been rocking out ever since, and I serve as the executive director of administration, so I, uh, one of my major roles is to, to facilitate the Psychic Showcase and Makers Fair, and we used to have them 
at least once a so it kind of started off where we were doing it like once or twice a year and then it turned into once a season and so now this year in in 2020 we're going to try to do a few more of those but what we I mean it's a nonprofit, of course dedicated to the spiritual ethical and moral enlightenment of the planet so we offer mm-hmm. free seminars every Wednesday um, we do ask for a donation because we are a 5013C nonprofit, but there are free seminars every Wednesday um, at the Little Five Points Community Center from 7.30 to 9 o'clock. Um, I try to be there as much as I can as possible, depending on my work schedule. And then on Fridays um, last year, Adam implemented um, something that had been on his mind and his heart for a little while with one of our other members, um, Mariah. Uh, they they started the Friday night raise your vibration circles um, where it that's where you saw the singing bowls (laughs) so it's like Mm -hmm. a Friday night meditation circle and it's also free Um, you know we do ask for a donation but um, it is also free and then uh, also last year we implemented weekend workshops where if there's a facilitator um, in the spiritual community that would like to come um, and present um, on a Saturday or Sunday. Uh, We have certain board members that handle that process, but yeah, like um, we're looking for facilitators that want to, you know, come and present for like maybe two or three hours on a Saturday. Um, And I know we, we've been getting heavily into that. So when you see, yes, when you see my social media, I, I do actually do a lot with the Enlightened Collective nonprofit because, you know, I feel like as a tribe, we're all doing so much. But for me, mm-hmm. um, you know, some people still struggle with jealousy and and this and that. I don't struggle with that three-dimensional stuff no more when it comes, especially when it comes to our community as light workers or root workers or whatever you are, you know, whatever your background is, whatever you do. Um, I I don't... I feel like if you ask me, and I know we told that you said, oh, Leah, let, let, let some other people know, refer me. And I told you I got about eight to ten people. I'm going to send you their names. I mean that because <laughs> I want all of us, I want all of us to shine together. I want all of us to grow together. I don't believe that my gifts are any more significant than anybody else's gifts. I feel like there's, I don't care how many readers there are on YouTube, if I put a reading up on YouTube, that's my, you know, nobody else can be like me and I can't be like them. You know what I'm saying? We're all unique in our mm-hmm. own special way. So we all deserve a seat at the table, in my opinion, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's the one thing that, you know, I tell people all the time is that uh, we don't have to subscribe to a competitive model. Yeah. Right. We can all just know that the people who need to see us come to see us and are, you know, we're connected to those who we need their services or they need our services or we need uh, to exchange energy with them in some way. Mm-hmm. And that does not need to be in like a, a competitive thing. And, you know, I've had people say, well, you know, I've always kind of just done something with my hands, but it's not really like Reiki. And so I never really did anything with it. And it's like, just because it doesn't look like 
what mm-hmm. something's quote unquote said to look like, such as Reiki as a way of healing with your hands, does not mean that you don't have energetically healing hands, you know. So and you I don't have a gift, right? right? Absolutely. Yeah. So like sharing your story about like you know I don't grow my plants in dirt, I grow it in water. Let somebody mm-hmm. know that those kind of changes because they were natural to you are okay. And and don't worry mm-hmm. about it. I think as humans, we we get very worried about things sometimes. That how how are we doing? Are we? Do I shuffle like other tarot readers? <laughs> you know, do, yeah. do my crystals sparkle like other people's? And uh, like you said, it's like you're just being you, and only you can do that. So I think that's very cool. I mean, you're so active, and these events are at the community center, so these are community-focused mm-hmm. for people to come without an economic barrier, really, to mm-hmm. be in the presence of some caring and high-vibrational people and uh, experiences. That's really cool. I don't know if yeah, any other, I, I think there might be one other nonprofit that I'm aware of that's coming together in the Atlanta area that is for, you know, bringing together a collective of spiritual people. So I, that's, you know, pretty cool that you all took this extra step to make a 5013C out of it officially. You know, I think that's very commendable. And we would like to branch out. Like, I mean, honestly, I would love to you so you know, have you ever heard of this show that comes on N T V called Catfish? Yes. Mhm. So no, it's not about catfishing, but I mean <laughs> so one of my dreams, right, is to be able to and, and this is one of the dreams of Adam too. Now he now now we don't have the same dream as far as like how we want it to come about, but I would love to have a TV show kind of similar to where like we travel all around and we start like rage of vibration meetups in different cities. Like Mm -hmm. Adam wants to do that. And Adam actually has started one. He started one in Vegas back in 2018. So there is a rage of vibration group that meets out in Vegas. Um, He spent some time out in Vegas and started that. But like the overall thing was to not just have, you know, the Enlightened Collective or the Rage of Vibration uh, meetup in Atlanta, it was to have it all over and to have people running Rage of Vibration meetups in, like, different cities. So for me, if I could have my own TV show, like, if I could just have my own TV show or direct or, like, executive produce a TV show, it would be, like, a TV show where, you know, a group of people would travel around and we would meet other intuitives and other light workers or other, you know, just other spiritual workers in in different cities and help them start a Rage of Vibration meetup so everyone could have something like this in their city um, to mm-hmm. reach people in the community. So that's like a dream of mine. I don't know when or how it's going to happen, but I I would love for it to happen sometime really, really soon because I feel like it's needed. Like you said, I mean, we're not out here trying to, to you know, I guess charge people an arm and a leg to come and, and just get a piece of something that they're possibly needing. Um, something that I'm passionate about is chakra healing. And so um, – mm-hmm. 
I, I, last year, last year in the fall, I started doing chakra healing sessions twice a month um, on Sundays. And I'm thinking about changing up the time um, to do it a little bit later in the day, but I've been doing the chakra healing sessions every other Sunday, like the first and the third Sunday of every month. And it's a, it's an hour and 30 minute session, you know, and it's open, you know, the room pretty much only is going to fit about a good 20 people. Um, Mm -hmm. But I usually have like a group of, of about eight to nine people that show up on Sundays and it's not always the same people. I do have some regulars that come and I don't know, spirit just put that on my heart as a way to get my gifts out. And what I typically do is if I'm working on a particular product at that time, like um, I make uh, ritual baths and bath salts for the moon. So like if, mm-hmm. uh, if uh, for example, we just had the Pisces new moon this past mm-hmm. Sunday, I always do mm-hmm. like new moon and full moon rituals. So I will sit down and ask for spiritual guidance on creating um, a bath, a, a ritual bath, um, and spirit will tell me what herbs to use. Um, and of course, I have books. I will go through my books and write out certain herbs that I think should go in there, and I would still use my pendulum <laughs> to get confirmation mm-hmm. from spirit <laughs> as to as to what I should be using in this particular bath and what um what particular psalm if I need to read a psalm over this particular bath, like what I need to what energy I need to put in it, even down to what color. If if this mm-hmm. particular zodiac sign has a color, which all zodiac signs have a color, they have an element. They have um. I, I go really deep into making into making mm-hmm. my baths for people, um, and I always say if you're extra like me, because I can be extra sometimes. I do definitely love to add certain things based off of colors, because you know even colors have spiritual meaning. So, for example, this particular past moon in Pisces was in mm-hmm. my seventh house, and seventh house. Because uh, mm-hmm. I'm a Virgo rising. Yay. Shout out to my Virgo rising people. Mm. <laughs> it was in our, <laughs> it was actually in my seventh house. And your seventh house in astrology is all about marriage and relationships and partnerships, business and personal. Mm-hmm. So for my bath, I use some pink roses because um, pink roses are, well, the color pink in general, it's for long-term love, you know, committed love. And so I did, I, I put my, my, I used my Pisces uh, ritual bath salt and I actually sold some to my clients. So thank you so much, all of my clients that are listening <laughs> that actually purchased some of my bath salt. And with my chakra class, how I'm relating it back is like any products that I'm working on, Joel, I actually take them to my chakra class first <laughs> and mm-hmm, actually give mm-hmm. them out as a gift to whoever, whoever comes to my chakra class. Oh, so cool. Some of the, yeah. <laughs> so some of the products that I've worked on recently have been different teas for each chakra. And I'm also working on, uh, I just did a Mercury retrograde ritual bath too, so I do need to advertise mm-hmm. my products more on my Instagram page, Bad Leah, for not doing that. But 
a lot of my clients and a lot of my, I would say, students, I'm also working on a mentorship, like doing spiritual mentorship too as well. So when you ask me what I'm really, really working on right now is revising a curriculum that I came up with because I'm ready to have some babies. Like when I say Mm -hmm. have some babies, I mean like, like mm-hmm. not just biological babies because I don't have those either. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, like some spiritual babies, like actually, yeah. you know, have be like a, a as I call it, a spiritual Mr. Miyagi, like you know, and take some mm-hmm. spiritual babies under my wings. So I'm I'm definitely ready for mm-hmm. that. I've had a couple people to ask me, so that's what I'm really birthing right now is um some mentorship stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, you're very clearly service-oriented, you know. You're very, yes. very, you know, like giving. You're very active. You're, you know, by profession and by spiritual profession, both, it seems to really pull you. Um, now, are you doing this full-time or are you working a traditional job or are you full-time in the spiritual business? Um, how do I preference this? because I don't want my guys to get the wrong idea here. So my <laughs> ultimate goal, let me, <laughs> my ultimate, um, my ultimate goal is to be a full-time facilitator of enlightenment. Um, that is my ultimate goal. Right now, I am still working a traditional job, believe it or not, and doing all this stuff on top of that. Okay. Mhm. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a lot. That is a lot. That's a lot. From what I've seen, from you know, like as I'm just observing outside, looking in your social profile, it's <laughs> just quite a lot. <laughs> and if you're doing all that, it's, you know, um, I think everybody's. I say slow and steady, right? Like to be full time in it, you know. uh, Everybody wants to be an entrepreneur full time, (laughs) right? Yeah. But the work to build a business in any profession, small entrepreneurial endeavors, a solo business, you know, it takes building for sure. Yes. (laughs) Well, the beautiful part is, I I mean, you're doing. Readings that you're doing things in person, but you also then are connecting with people virtually and by phone mm-hmm. to deliver services as well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and, um, so, and I can do. I I typically, um, yeah. So I work. I work like a nine to five, so to speak. And then after my after five, you know, I could be doing readings um, via Zoom, via Skype, via FaceTime, whatever my client needs. I you know I I can deliver it. Or like you said, I'll go. I can go to Honey Bubble Tea. I love Honey Bubble Tea. By the way, shout out to Honey <laughs> Bubble Tea on Ponce. Uh, on Ponce de Leon in Atlanta, Georgia. I love me some honey bubble tea. Um, I love tea in general. <laughs> I have to I love Little Five Points area and close by there. I really do. So you can find me at Sevenanda, at Crystal Blue, um, mm-hmm. or like at Honey Bubble, but yeah, like I will get off and I will do, I will do, re- I'll get off of my job and I'll do readings. I will, I will be on 
the vibrarian. I will I will be I will do what it, I need to do in my community to to be of support. So I definitely mm-hmm. keep a full schedule. Mm-hmm. And so okay, let me just make sure I've got everything correct. So you're clear sentient and empathic. Uh, you're claircognizant or clairvoyant, and mm-hmm. uh, you're an intuitive healer, and mm-hmm. uh, also then a medium. So, are you able to connect? Do you connect with the deceased loved ones realm, or do you only mainly connect with like guides and ancestors and angels? Or are you like I could talk to Aunt Esther if I, you know, have a reading with you, or how's your mediumship work? Let me just tell you my preference, um, and this goes back to my childhood. <laughs> Let me just tell you my preference. So you remember that movie called The Sixth Sense mm-hmm. that came out with Bruce Willis? I think, yeah, I love mm-hmm. some Bruce Willis, though, by the way. Shout out to Bruce Willis um, as an actor. <laughs> no but Right. Uh-huh. But, you know, I... When I saw that movie, I got so freaked out because as a child, I first started seeing spirits. And I remember this first encounter that I had when I was in middle school. I saw spirits before that, but it was this one encounter in middle school that kind of made me shut it down. Um, so I was in the seventh grade, and there was a, there was a guy who lived up the street from my parents. He was in his early 20s, and I would always see his parents outside watering their garden. Their garden was amazing. I'm speaking like as a fairy. I used to walk past there. You know, I used to walk to school, right? So I would I would walk past their house and just be amazed at all of their gardening and all of their beautiful flowers in their yard. And so anyways, long story short, this guy died on a motorcycle, he was really mm-hmm. young. He died in a motorcycle accident. But I would always see him and his parents when I was walking by, when he was alive. Mm-hmm. So when mm-hmm. he transitioned and I found out about it, like my parents found out about it, I started getting visits from him. And at first I thought it was really, really cool, right? <laughs> um, but mm-hmm. one day I remember being in class. And my teacher had the window open, and he was in the window still talking to me because I was sitting by the window. And I was so frustrated because I was so distracted. Like, I couldn't concentrate Mm -hmm. on school. So at that point, I was like, no, I don't want to talk to you no more. And imagine me being in class saying this out loud, right? And Mm -hmm. people don't know what's going on with me. So they thought I was crazy, right? Um, And finally, he went away and he never came back. I I just, in my mind, I was like, you have to go and I don't want you to come back. So Mm -hmm. after that experience, I don't, I didn't shut that part of my brain off, but what I did was I made that decision. I don't want to deal with a lot of earthbound spirits. It's not that I don't see them. Mm -hmm. It's just that I don't, that's something I don't always tap into and I don't always do because again, 
some earthbound or earthbound spirits or spirits that have transitioned from life, they don't always have the best intentions. Um, mm-hmm. Right. So I do see and get messages from spirits that have transitioned, but I don't, sometimes I try to ignore it. I try to ignore it a lot. And, and I know my family's like, I don't go to a lot of funerals. I will only go to a funeral if I absolutely must, you know, because when I'm at a funerals or I'm at a wake, it's the worst. It's the worst when you're there, when somebody's there mm-hmm. being eulogized and they're sitting near, they sitting next to you on a pew. Like you sitting mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. and everybody's mm-hmm. looking, but they talking to me in my ear. So mm-hmm. I I don't mm-hmm. like funerals. I don't like going to cemeteries. I just don't. Like those are things I don't like right. to do. I prefer my preference is, you know, archangels, which, yes, there are two archangels that transition from human to angel, but, um, and that's Sandalphon and Metatron. Mm-hmm. But right. uh, I, I, I try to stick with the angels and the spirit gods and the ancestors, like, oh, oh, ancestors, you know, not grandma right. that just passed away, you know, two months ago. I'm talking about your deep ancestors, like maybe from some past lifetimes if they come through. Now, sometimes when I'm doing a reading, to be honest, I will, that's the first thing I do in my reading is I ask for permission from the person that I'm reading for to speak with their divine team of beings that wants to speak with them. Now, sometimes Mm -hmm. there is a spirit that will just be like, hey, Leah, can you please just tell them I'm here so they know I'm here? Mm Like I have, you know, I had a client recently who, whose brother, I didn't know who he was, but she was able, once I, you know, said, this is what he had on, you know, whatever, whatever, she was able to say, yes, that, that I know who that is. So yeah, mm-hmm. that does happen, you know, to me, but mm-hmm. I, my preference, I'm not trying to be like Tyler, the medium, shout out to Tyler, the medium that comes on E, you know, that ain't me. And mm-hmm. I'm definitely not the mm-hmm. Long Island medium either. Right, because um, right. I don't, I don't want to be walking in people's houses and talking to their aunt that just that just died on hospice. That ain't, that's not what I want to do. Not saying that mm-hmm. I can't do it. That's just, I just choose not to. Mhm, mhm. It, it makes perfect sense, and that's uh, one of the things I think that as people start to touch on their gifts. Experiences like that can be, you know, what you described, especially when you're very young, that tends to trigger mm-hmm. a lot of people to shut down their gifts. Uh, uh, fear hits them in a younger age or even in an adult age. Like if all of a sudden you're hearing voices, but you're hearing things <laughs> that are not positive, that are really like negative or lower vibration, when you're not realizing, well, I'm hearing through the spiritual ear, but it's not tuned up to like a degree where it's angelic. And so they'll mm-hmm. stop listening because they can't filter through the garbage 
to get to mm-hmm. even clearer. And I think that does cause people to kind of pull back a little bit. I know my I've experienced that myself, you know, at different times <laughs> until I can figure out how to expand safely and comfortably for myself, like you said, with uh, guidelines. Like, I don't want to deal with your auntie and, you know, uh, I mm-hmm. just, just my personal thing. And that's another thing. We do have opportunity to choose how and the way that we give our gifts, right? Mm-hmm. So if I, I tell people all the time, it's like picking up a phone. Just because your phone is connected to a phone line doesn't mean you have to pick up and talk to everybody who can call you. You know, we have call screening. We have caller ID. We have spam filters, Right. So learn right. to use your discernment to say, yes. no, you know what, I do nope. have this gift, but either right mm-hmm. now I'm tired, I need downtime because I'm so empathic that I need to take a nap because I just came out of a crowd of people, or I can't go to this thing because I'm too sensitive, it will shut me down mm-hmm. because my empathy will be too taxed to do it. Um, I can't sleep because I'm having vivid dreams. I mean, all these things are circumstances that we can work with our higher guidance to say we don't want to experience the negative parts of this. Help us and to experience this positively uh, and to put mm-hmm. barriers and principles in place for the spiritual yes. realm in terms of how we're going to be us. Because cause if you're a good singer, you don't just go around singing willy-nilly all the time because it's disruptive. There's a time and a place for your gifts to be used. And that's mm-hmm. uh, kind of very similar with your spiritual gifts as well. Uh, so you're not just hijacked by your gifts <laughs> and at their mercy. Oh, no. Absolutely not. <laughs> and, you know, I've seen people, like, channel spirits and stuff. And, again, I can I can do those things too, but I don't do them in, in like, a public display like certain people do. But I commend people like Abraham Hicks and, and, and mm-hmm. so forth. I love mm-hmm. Abraham Hicks, but – I, I'm just not there. Like, I'm just not there. And But I do have a relationship with the archangels. I do have a relationship when people ask me, am I a fairy? So how did I learn I was a fairy? I get that question a lot. Um, mm-hmm. And <laughs> I get that question a lot. I also, but before I, before I touch on that, because I don't know if that's one of your questions, I will say that protection and doing barriers and wards in your space as an empath is very important. Um, protection around yourself. So I carry Florida water on me. Um, I carry sage on me. I use Forthy's vinegar all over my house. I have crystals around my front door and my back door. Um, to keep out negative energy and to uh, literally when somebody walks through my threshold. Like I have mm-hmm. black tourmaline, hematite, and selenite mm-hmm. by my front mm-hmm. door and my back door. If any spirit or entity just wants to let me know that they're around, if it's not something that uh, I can feel it, like I can feel any type of negative entity or spirit, I know exactly what to do in that moment to clear my space. Um, And I have had those experiences with people where I have touched people or had a session with someone in the physical and a spirit has latched on to me. 
Um, so I've had to fast and do different stuff um, because that's, that comes along with the territory when you're a medium. Like, you may have a spirit that latches on to you from somebody else. They're like, ooh, I like her light, so let me latch mm-hmm. on. And if you're not really protected, mm-hmm. which, again, it's a skill. It's something you have to learn. It's something you have to practice on a regular basis. And at one point, um, I wasn't protecting myself like I should. So I've I've had to fast and I've had to, to do salt baths and activated charcoal baths and rituals to try to get spirits off of me that I know should not be on me. And either mm-hmm. I saw it or felt it or someone else saw it and felt it and told me, like, hey, look, we need to do this because somebody done latched on to your light or some entity has latched mm-hmm. on to your light that shouldn't be here. I mean, it happens. It happens with the territory, honestly. So the, mm-hmm. if I could leave the, your listeners with anything that have these spiritual gifts is to make sure you protect yourself. Make sure that you protect yourself. Protection is very important, and protecting your space is very important. The, the sanctity of your home, your peace, is very important. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, awareness is half the battle of protection, you know, when you're focused and in the now moment and in tune with yourself and your energy field, then, you know, you're going to get that that alert, that tingle, that sensitivity that's going to let you know that there's something that's not a vibrational match. Uh, it doesn't have to yeah. be like a a real nasty kind of thing. It can be as simple as people who are filled with gossip and drama, you know, which is a Mm -hmm. negative energy of its own. And you will repel away from that environment just from being aware and feeling the shift in the energy when you walk into it, you know. Um, And I did catch when you said fairy earlier, I was going (laughs) to tell you that. I thought you might have mermaid in you because I'm feeling a resonance about that. But, uh, you you know, the fairy realm, what is your experience with that, the fae and the wild ones? (laughs) So what's interesting is when I first got on my spiritual journey, you know how spirit will just lead you to buy certain books and, you know, you just have to go with it, right? You may not understand it at that moment, like why you're buying this book or why you're ordering this or why this was even brought into your awareness, right? Um, so I, I always felt really different. I always felt very attracted to nature. I don't like bugs but I like nature, like flowers and mm-hmm. and all that stuff. When I was, I always have been into, I would say, elementals. So fairies, mm-hmm. elves, trolls, unicorns, mermaids, <laughs> mermaids. Mm-hmm. I was always fascinated by that, you know, the Hobbit mm-hmm. growing up or never oh, ending yes. story mm-hmm. and all of these things. Oh, like, I was always attracted We're to these things, spirits. right? <laughs> so I have, like, uh, I have, like, freckles and I have these features in my face and and on my hands and stuff, and I always, like, so, you know, first thing, people are going to look at, oh, this is in my DNA, but we're not 
we're not we're spiritual beings having a human experience, right? So yeah, knowing right. your DNA is like three dimensional and less. Like you know, if that's all you want to know, good for you. There's a great place mm-hmm. to start, but. <laughs> you're 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 a spiritual being. So what's your spiritual DNA, right? A lot of people don't ask themselves mm-hmm. that question. So how I found mm-hmm. out was I I got curious about my spiritual DNA, and I start wondering because some people will be like, oh, you're a witch, you're this, you're that. And I'd be like, no, I need to kind of figure out what resonates with me because I got into that mindset of I know I'm an earth angel. I know I was put here you know, for divine purpose and my divine mission. It was just figuring out my lifestyle. So I read this book called The Realm of Earth Angels by Doreen Virtue. Okay. And and I started learning about the different realms that our spirits dwell in. So there's, of course, mm-hmm. the realm of earth angels. There's the realm of elementals, which would be the fairies, the elves, the trolls. There's the realm of the wise ones, which would be witches, warlocks, uh, wizards, sorcerers, um, priests, priestesses. And then you have the realm of um, star people, which would be aliens and Mm-hmm. You know, the whole uh, men in black, you know, the whole, you know, that whole thing, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, then, you know, she kind of, you know, she did different, I guess, iterations or value, volumes of this this book. So, you know, she published it one year, then she republished it and republished it. And she kept adding on to it, adding on to it. So then eventually the mer people kind of became separate from the elementals and they became like mm-hmm. their own group. But when mm-hmm. I was reading the book, just just being on this earth for thirty seven years in this spiritual and in this human this human iteration, um, because of my life path and my mm-hmm. body type and everything, the realm of the elementals, of course, um resonated with me the most because it made sense. I used to have dreams about being in a forest and I used to have, and I still do, you know, have dreams about mm-hmm. living in a forest and, and being close to the earth and using natural water and so forth and so on. And even where I live, I don't like living in the city. I have to live near water. I have to live near trees. I have to be able to go in my backyard and see a forest. And that's exactly Mm -hmm. where I gravitated towards. Um, Solitude. I don't like my neighbor's house being too close to mine. If if I'm I'm yelling and screaming in my house, I don't want my neighbor to hear me. So apartments is just not for me. And these new house structures where your house, you can walk outside and touch your neighbor's house. Mm -mm. Nope. I had to move mm-hmm. in a very old neighborhood in a in a very old house because I wanted to be near trees. Now, yes, that does come with insects, and I don't like insects, but again, <laughs> I ward my house. I ward my house. So, I, and the ward around my house is that let me see the insect before it sees me, which means I they don't get far. They don't get far. They die on the rest of right. They die coming through the barriers or trying to get into my house. So. Um, and then mm-hmm. if you look, fairies, 
if you look at a movie, fairies don't like insects. They ain't never, no. Like, you ain't never seen a fairy movie where they was like, hey, come on, bee. Let's come over here with the bees. No, they don't do that. So with Faye, <laughs> we like making people laugh. Like, we like making people laugh. We like entertaining people. We typically have addictions, some type of addictions, whether it's sex or alcohol. We typically have an addiction to something. Those are fairies. Mm-hmm. We like to party. Mm-hmm. We we like to heal people. We mm-hmm. you will see a trail of marriages and relationships behind us because <laughs> we don't take no crap. This is all fame now. Mm-hmm. This is the life of a fame. Right. Like we don't take no crap. So if somebody, you know, if you cross a boundary. We can't come back from that boundary. You gotta go. Like, right. <laughs> most of, most of us, if you see a fairy, we are very slender. We have slender body types. We have pointed noses and pointed ears. Most of us, we have a specific mm-hmm. type of face. Just like mm-hmm. angels, earth angels have a specific type of body type. They have a specific type of face. They have a specific lifestyle. Um, and so do uh, star people, as I call them, a- aliens. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. do wit- well, witches. Um, and there were iterations where, you know, in the, my acoustic records, I had, I used to have dreams of seeing people burned at the stake mm-hmm. for being who mm-hmm. they were. But I was never mm-hmm. the one being burned. I was the one in the forest mm-hmm. watching it, you know. So that's mm-hmm. how I knew when some people walk around and say, oh, you're a witch. No, that's not who I was. I just dwelled in that realm. But, yeah, do right. I use herbs in the earth to make things? I absolutely do. But mm-hmm. I can't classify myself there because I've never seen myself there. I've never seen myself as a as a priestess or somebody in that and I, I can't say that that's me. I can say that I'm magical, and I can say that I'm mm-hmm. a fairy, and that's where I came from. And we don't age properly either, and I've noticed that too. Like I said, mm-hmm. I feel mm-hmm. better now than I did at 25. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I think it's delightful. I'm not a woodsy person. I'm definitely a water, saltwater person, and I've got the mermaid and aquatic life sounds in my gosh, and you know, uh, and it's funny because I definitely am not choosing to go to the mountains and to a cabin for vacation. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, I'm choosing to go to the beach and the sun and sand. But, like, one of my best friends is, like, take me to the rivers and the forest, just like you. And so it's like, uh, do I have to be bored in a cabin with the nature? And, you know, I love trees and stuff, but I'm like you, the bugs and the wild elements. I'm like, oh. But she's like, I don't want to get in the ocean. I'm not getting wet. What am I do? You know, so we kind of have to trade off when we're doing our travel. But things like that are clues to really who we are on a larger scale. I think that things like uh, when, you know, somebody's like, you know, I always thought fairies were cute and I had a lot of fairy toys when I was little and I loved the stories about fairy and I always felt like it was something magical to me. That's part of your breadcrumbs. 
this is part of your personal yeah. trail showing you aspects. There's a reason it touches you and makes you smile. Your inner child is more connected with the the past yeah. lives and the knowledge of who you are. So that's why it brings a smile to your face if you see a unicorn or, you know, something mm-hmm. playful and magical that's not of the everyday what we see a horse looks like versus the magic of a unicorn, you know. Corn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could keep talking and talking, but I want to go ahead and get some of our callers on the air. I find these kind of conversations so fascinating. And excuse me, I'm appreciative of all the people who join uh, tuning in for these conversations because uh, it really, you never know what a person's story is going to turn out like. And, uh, you know, I'm finding this just very engaging and delightful. So thank you. But but we do have some callers I want to bring on the air. And so um, for those who are getting readings this evening, Leah has agreed to uh, do a couple on the air. And I understand that these um, shows are recorded and they are made publicly available and that you are agreeing to have your reading in public space. So uh, govern yourself accordingly. And, of course, these are not full-length readings. Uh, we'll just have uh, one you know, question and kind of wrap everything up with each person. But, um, Leah, did you have anything that you wanted to share with the people who will be receiving readings in regards to how you flow and what kind of reading you'll be able to provide? Um, yeah, so I do like to uh, you know, ask very direct questions. So if they definitely have a direct question now, you know, the questions about, oh, just tell me whatever the spirit wants me to know, uh uh-uh, uh, no, I I'm not opening that can of worm on the air, you know. If you mm-hmm. got a question to the point of, um, uh, tell me what, you know, I most need to know about my love situation with this person or with that or something like that. Like, try to be as specific as as you can. Don't leave it open for your guidance to tell you anything because, first of all, I don't want to be flooded with those types of messages right now. (laughs) I honestly Mm -hmm. do not. And I think that could get kind of lengthy because you don't know what, you know, your guys have been trying to communicate. Mm -hmm. So if you have something specific, that would be very helpful, like, you know, regarding love or career or something like that. Okay. All right. Well, with that in mind, we will get started here. Uh, and um, All right. Our first caller ending in 0787. You're on the Psychic Inside Show with Leah the Sunstar. Who are we speaking with? Dr. Tracy J. Dr. Tracy J. Meet Leah. Leah, Dr. Tracy is uh, uh, has been a guest on the show. Uh, she's a frequent contributor and a strong supporter of the programming. Dr. Tracy, thank you so much for tuning in. I know you just launched your book tour and that you are traveling, so I appreciate you tuning in this evening. I see you've been online listening. Uh, did you have a question or a comment this evening? Well, first of all, uh, she's, you know, Leah, you are definitely amazing, and I am truly grateful for your heart and your service in terms of what you are doing to um, assist in the ascension and shifting the energy um, in this, not just 
the earth because a lot of times we get caught up on what's going on in the third dimensional plane, but uh, most of our work is actually done on a higher planes that we don't really understand um, to what degree and how much we impact um, uh, people in our lives in way, way, way beyond. So I really appreciate you and thank you um, so much for your work. Oh, thank you so much, Dr. Tracy. I really appreciate you saying that. Thank you. <laughs> hmm. Yes, yeah, so you have to you know, give honor where honor is due. And so that is just really awesome. And and I understand your journey in terms of um, being a healer and having a desire to um, help and and make things better uh, for not only our us as individuals, for the, but for those around us. So it's really, really awesome. And I'm truly, truly grateful that, you know, I was talking to one of the other readers when I was doing the fair last last month and we were talking about my the book and the journey and we both said this at the same time that we can't do it alone no we both were talking about how we can't do it alone and we both at the same time in unison said and I don't want to so you know <laughs> as far as that is concerned it's a lot of work to be done and just to know that we have like-minded people and powerful healers that's out there doing the work that you know it will get done so Awesome. Thank you so much. And what's the name of your book? It's called Broken Open, A Truthful Journey into Your Heart. Yes. Oh my gosh. That ooh, that yes. resonates. Ooh. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and I'm really open. grateful. Yes, yes. Broken Open is about, you know, uh your you a lot of people say our heart's been broken, but I say it's been broken open so that the treasure that's within your earthen vessel can come forth. So you can experience all that you are and were created to be. Ashe, Ashe, oh my gosh, that's so powerful. Okay, so I need to get this book. <laughs> I'll yes, get a copy to just, you. I'm looking at my copy right here on my desk. I just started reading it earlier today. So I'll uh, make sure that we get you in contact for a copy. Super excited. The book launch yes. was just last week. But Did you have a question that you wanted for a reading, Dr. Tracy, or were you just chiming in to support well, I would love to, uh, you know, experience um, a reading. And, you know, with everything being said surrounding uh, the book, uh, I know that without a shadow of a doubt, because I felt this is from the depths of my soul, and I, me and Joel, we have um, conversations about this as far as my, my book reaching far and wide. Um, my thing at this moment in time is in reference to actually um, the avenues in which I can reach individuals far and wide as far as getting the book in hands, the hands of those who really need it. Um, So in terms of shifting and changing um, individuals' lives as far as experiencing unconditional love from within. So it's like a reading surrounding, like, the the the, the connection, the relationships, the, the doors, the favor. I mean, is there any guidance as far as, okay, Tracy, um, this is what I see or what the direction 
in which um, I should or what I should focus on at this moment in time with my my book launch just being completed and now on the road uh, of my you know starting uh, kicking off my book tour so I guess that's pretty much I don't know if that's specific enough for you darling or what is this yeah no that'll work um can you just quickly tell me because I'm already feeling something um can you quickly tell me what your date of birth is for me please you don't have to tell me the year uh, January 15th. Oh, yes, a Capricorn. My best friend's mm-hmm. birthday is January 16th. I love me some Capricorn women. I like to predict mm-hmm. babies' births, too. And um, I predicted a baby that was born on Michelle Obama's birthday, which she's also a Capricorn. I'm sure you know that. Um, yes. But, yes, <laughs> let's get some spiritual guidance for Tracy. So, Tracy, let me just ask you. Do I have permission to speak with your guardian archangels, your guardian angels, your ancestors, and your spirit guides? Yes. Thank you. So typically, I'm just doing like a three-card reading right now. I'm using um, tarot cards, traditional tarot cards, um, and I'm also using some oracle cards for just some clarification. Um, what I just want to say from <clears throat> from just what I'm hearing and what I'm getting right now is that you don't have to work hard for this, Dr. Tracy. You you're fully supported spiritually, so it's 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 not like you have to you have to get out there and really grind grind hard. Does that make sense? Mhm. Mhm. I'm even showing that you really don't have to. You're going to be abundant even without the him and the ha. Now, what I am seeing is that. You're going to you're going to come into an abundance when it comes to being an author, not necessarily just this book. Do you have other books in the works? Because I'm I'm sensing other books. Hmm. I am so sure. I've written down. It's been a while where I've written titles of books that was given to me um, years ago and. Even as we we're talking, one of them was called "Are You Whole," and um, and so I haven't really looked at those titles in a while, and so I guess maybe that's a indication that I should pull those out and look at them and see which one I'm supposed to start um, working again. 
I'm definitely seeing that. I'm definitely seeing that your abundance is going to come from is going to come from you being an author and that you don't have to be like the him and the ha, like you don't have to be um, as, you know, vocal, like, like out there, like pushing, pushing, pushing. Your abundance is your creativity. Your abundance is who you are and birthing multiple, multiple books is in the work for you. I'm even feeling like at least six. So if this is your first one, then continue to work and continue to flow into your abundance. Now, what I will say is um, have you, um, because I'm getting like there is something that you need to do with this book. Have you recorded it? Like as far as like I don't think you have, but have you recorded like your vocals? No, like you're probably the sixth person to ask me about doing an audio book of this. Because um, I'm seeing that book. that's what you, yeah, I'm. they're telling me that's what you need to do. Like, you need to, you want to reach far and wide, that means um, recording your voice and doing an audio book and making sure it's on um, Amazon, that it's, you know, that people can get it, Google Play. Um, yeah, I'm definitely getting that. I'm also seeing that. Um, there is there is something that you're you're waiting on um or that you might need to wait on as far as um If there's something that comes up now around your book during this Mercury retrograde, they're telling me, you know, don't enter into any contracts or sign anything right right now as it as it comes to, like, book distributions or anything like that. Wait on that. Wait till the end of – wait till the end of March, the beginning of April for anything like that because if you do something now, it's going to – it's going to slow you down. Like if you if you sign the wrong thing or you enter into the wrong contract right now, it's going to slow the momentum down of this project. You don't want to do that. There, and so your strongest points, like your strongest opportunities, you know, or things that you need to, to, to really take on as far as this book goes is going to come when spring hits. So springtime mm-hmm. is your thing. So what I'm getting now is that whatever you want to manifest, they're telling they're telling me you can manifest what you want when it comes to this book, but you also need to start birthing and manifesting your other books as well. Like don't put all of your focus on this book. Allow it to matriculate on its own, but one thing you do need to do is that audio recording for this book. You really need to work on that right now. But don't put it out, like, like don't sign any contracts just yet, but start working on that process of getting the stuff together that you need to record this book on audio. But you need to do some manifestation around where do you see yourself going? Like, as far as, like, write out, they're telling me you need to write out where you actually want to travel to on your book tours. Like, visualize yourself. Where do you want to 
do you do you want Oprah to get this book in her hand? Like, this is your time to do a vision board and get that ready so that this stuff can start manifesting for you in the spring. And that's so awesome that you said that because um, before I got uh, uh, flew out uh, this morning last week, I it was my I did receive to print out a map and highlight the 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 states or the you know where I desire to go in reference to my book tour and I have it in my in my um my briefcase not only that uh, my author I mean my editor is compo- um putting together a letter to send my book to Oprah Winfrey she says she's done things like that yes. before so she's working on that as well so confirmation Yes, yes, indeed. Um, that's, I mean, that's, that's, that's all I'm getting right now, but I'm, I'm really showing that things are going to take off from you. Like, keep in mind that we're still in the winter, right? And so winter time is the time for planting seeds. And that's the main thing that came through for you that I'm getting is planting those seeds. Like that was the last I guess you could say set of cards that I got is planting those planting those seeds now so that you can reap the rewards when spring gets here. So start manifesting around this book and also start putting your energy into your other publications. But don't take any like actions right now as far as like if it wasn't something that you started, for example, um, entering into any type of contracts or book deals or anything like that. Just kind of put that on hold, read the contracts very thoroughly, but don't sign anything. But become clear about what you want to manifest because you are a master manifester, and I know you know that. Like, you have to know it because I felt it when you were talking to me. Um, instantly, yeah. it sent chills down my spine. Like, my fairy wings were just flapping, you know. They were like, ooh, okay, wait. So, and the message just just started coming through. So, uh, the first thing again was that audio book. So, there you have it. Okay. <laughs> Thank you so much. I appreciate you. You're welcome. I appreciate you too. And I'm definitely, uh, uh, Joel. Please send me the information for this book. <laughs> I will, absolutely. Well, you can check out Dr. Tracy at openheartworld.com and uh, on Instagram, follow her travels at uh, open, what's what's the Instagram? O-H-W? It's open O-H-W. Heart World. World, but it's spelled W-R-L-D instead, you know, without yes. the O. So you can follow her adventures and the book tour and see what the next books will be. And Dr. Tracy, I appreciate you calling in this this evening in the midst of your travels. Uh, For those of you who have been listening patiently online, we are running up on three minutes till the show's end, so I apologize. We won't be able to get you on the air for reading. But, Leah, please provide your contact information for people who want to reach out to schedule services with you. Do you have a website or a profile or best ways to contact you? I'm I'm working on my website now. And Spirit told me today that I need to set an appointment with my web design person on Friday. No no holes barred. I need to do it. So that's what I'm going to do. But for right now, people can reach out to me for a reading at uh, my email, which is Leah, L-I-A, the T-H-E, 
sunstar, S-U-N-S-T-A-R, at gmail.com. You can also follow me on Instagram, which is at Leah, L-I-A, underscore, T-H-E, underscore, S-U-N-S-T-A-R, sunstar, one word. Um, on Instagram or send me a direct message and I will respond right away and I will set up your reading or your spiritual consultation or whatever you, <laughs> whatever you need. <laughs> I will, I will intuitively try to help you. Well, that is awesome. I have really enjoyed talking with you and just to give a little shameless plug as we're winding down to this last minute, not only are you an awesome sister soul of the light worker frequency, we also went to the same college, Clark Atlanta University. Let's shout out I'll Find a Way or Make One, which is my alma mater. C-A-U. And yes. C-A-U. And we are sorority sisters through Zeta Phi Beta Sorority Incorporated, which is celebrating yes. 100 years of service as yes. a primary objective service and sisterly love uh, for all mankind. So I love that intersection of, you know, 3D and 5D. But, uh, Leah, thank yes. you so much for tuning in this evening. And is there, well, we're really down to like 30 seconds, so unfortunately I don't really have time for your words of wisdom, but thank you uh, for joining <laughs> us, everyone. And Leah, I look forward to connecting with you in the future. And to each of you, I wish for you absolutely that you receive all the blessings that you could possibly hold and that those blessings spill out of your arms to bless the world around you. Know that the light in me absolutely honors the light in you. Namaste. Namaste, everyone.